All right, would you bow your heads with me? Would you repeat this prayer out loud after me? Holy Spirit, I open my heart to you to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Throw that picture up on the screen for me. I saw this on social media maybe a week ago. This is at a Cincinnati Reds baseball game. Any Cincinnati Red fans here? <laughs> what's, what's this? Yeah, you go. Yeah, we, I grew up in Ohio. Cincinnati was where I went down to games when I was a kid at the old Crosley Field. But this is at their new ballpark that they built some time ago now. And uh, it had a rain delay. And I thought it was so wild. They posed, all these people were shooting these pictures. They actually had a double rainbow uh, in this rain delay. You can't really see the second one. It's kind of light colored. But they had this beautiful double rainbow that was over. Do, do you notice who the advertiser is up on the, up on the jumbotron? The Ark Encounter. How many of you have been to the Ark Encounter in Kentucky? Anybody been here to that? Anybody this one? Yeah, you, have, it, you know, it, it's really, I, I've not been there yet, but I understand it's really fascinating. But it's just across the river, down the road a little bit, about 45 minutes from Cincinnati. Uh, but they have this guy who built this, you know, this replica of Noah's Ark. And I thought, isn't it interesting? Here we are, Ark Encounters up on the Jumbotron, and they got this double rainbow in the sky. Every once in a while, God just likes to show off, doesn't he? I mean, I just, I just thought somewhere in heaven, he's, God sees the Ark Encounter you know, sign go up and he, he nudges an angel and goes, watch this. You know, he's kind of, kind of does that. But it reminded me uh, of what we're going to be talking about today. And, and that is God does not promise that we won't have storms. In fact, Jesus was really clear in John 16, He said, in this world, you will have troubles. Now, how many of you have found that promise to be true? <laughs> yeah. He says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And, and that's the rainbow promise of God. Look at me. Not that you won't go through difficult times, but that he will never leave you or forsake you. Amen? You know, David, when you, when you read the story of, of King David's life, you, you realize that he went through all kinds of stuff, and yet he continually uh, leaned into God no matter what he was going through. And that's the psalm we, we want to look at today is, is Psalm 34. I'm not going to read the entire psalm. I want to give you the first eight verses and then uh, verses 17 and 18 of it. I'm going to read it to you from the New International Version. David says, I will praise the Lord when? At all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless Take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and what happened? And he answered me. He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help ah, will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. For the angel of, of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is, what, church? Good. He's good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them 
from, in all, from all of their troubles. In verse 18, would you read it out loud with me? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirit are crushed. Read it again with me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Now, I think this is such a timely word for us because what I'm going to guarantee you is that there are a number of us here in this room and there are a number of us who are watching online that if we were to be honest about what's really going on for us, we would describe our lives as a lives right now that are, that are filled with trouble. We say, Steve, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm going through a difficult time. Maybe some of you might even use the same word that David used here and you'd say, I'm brokenhearted. And, and when we go through troubles like that, man, when, when the bottom kind of drops out from things and, and, we, and we go through health issues or, or we go through financial difficulties or we go through relational problems that seem to happen every week, you know, and, and we go through all of these you know, struggles and, and trials and stuff as, as we're going through, sometimes, sometimes the question that begins to kind of bubble up from within is this question, where is God? Where is God? And this psalm answers that for us. God is near. Amen? God is near. Now, let's be honest. There are times when, when life gets maybe so overwhelming and, and, and maybe just floods our mind and emotion with so much stuff, sometimes it, it, it's hard to see God. And sometimes it's hard emotionally to feel God. But God promises that he will never leave us or forsake us, and that he will always be near. Now, I wanna, I wanna go back to this psalm, and I, I wanna give you today, this is, this is a really simple message, but it is so incredibly important and profound. Because in the psalm, David, David reminds us again of a few things that we can hold on to when we face those times of trouble. So if you're going through those times, this message is for you. If you're not going through those times, this message is for you because I promise you, you will be going through these times. So take good notes, lean into it, and let's discover, Pastor Steve, where is God when it hurts? I'm so glad you asked. Let me give you a few thoughts. You ready? Here we go. Here's the first one. God is right here, he's right there, listen to this, when we or as we praise him. He's right there as we praise. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, you're going, praise? Why in the world would I want to praise when everything's going wrong? Because that's exactly the time you need to praise the most. Don't you find it interesting? David writes this psalm after just going through some really uh, incredibly hard things. In fact, he has to pretend like he's a madman so that the king doesn't kill him. He, he goes through all this. But don't you find it interesting that David starts this psalm of talking about where is God and with the very first verse in Psalm 30, uh, 34.1. Read it with me again. He says, I will praise the Lord at when? All times, he says. I will constantly speak his praises. David says, you know what? In, in those times of trouble, that's when we really need to praise God. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked that. There's a, there's a few different reasons why we, we need to praise him. One, praise lifts our spirits. Praise lifts our spirits. 
You know, it's so interesting how we are a species that often want to feel something before we do it. And, and yet what we don't always understand is that our emotions will follow our thoughts and our actions. In fact, I've said this before, and you'll get this. How many of you, come on, this is just us. You can be honest with your pastor. How many of you have ever woken up on a Sunday morning and you're tired and it's been a long week and you really didn't want to go to church? How many of you have ever felt that way? This morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go. But how many of you have ever done that? You've made yourself go, and about the second song in in worship, you were so glad that you were there, and already you were feeling better than when you got up in the morning. How many of you have ever been? Yeah. Why is that? Well, it's because it, it, you, you could have stayed home and you could have laid in bed and you could have let your mind focus on, you know, how bad you feel and all that you're going through and, and why would you do and, and And all you would have done as you let your mind go there is felt worse and worse and worse. But when you change your mind and you change your behavior, your emotions start coming along behind. It, it, it's, it's one of those things that it seems it doesn't seem like it ought to be the way, but that's the way it is. That's why Paul in, in Philippians 4, he, do, he does such a great job with this over and over again. But in Philippians 4, 8 and 9, he says, read it with me. He says, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the peace of God will be with you. He doesn't say, wait till you feel the peace of God and then think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He says, think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the peace of God will be with you. As we praise God, our spirits just begin to lift. Now, let me tell you, Paul knew what he was talking about because where was he when he wrote this? He was in jail. He was in prison. He's not talking about someone as a perspective of someone who didn't know what trouble was like. He was talking about someone who was neck deep in it at the time. Here's a second thought that, that kind of correlates to this, and that is that praise also increases our faith. Praise increases our faith. Now, that makes sense because if you think about it, whatever gets your mind, it gets you. And so if you're, if you're facing a hardship, if you've been given bad news by the doctor or, or you're dealing with something that's a bit overwhelming, the more, the more you focus on the dread, the more fear that you begin to allow in, the more doubt that you begin to allow in. The, the longer you focus on the problem, the bigger the problem begins to seem. And here's what happens. The problem, I, used, I love this example, but you could take your hand. Everybody take your hand for just a second like this. Put your, put your right hand or your left hand out like this and just, and just pull it close to your eyes. And see, your problem may be only this big, but it blocks out all this room because you're focused on the problem. Now take it away. And if you hold your hand out and lay your hand against, look at my hand against the backdrop. See how small it becomes in the immensity of who God is. You see, praise reminds us, I have this on your outline, praise reminds us of who God is, it reminds us of what God has done, and it reminds us of what God is able to do. And as you praise him with that, what happens? You begin to focus on faith, and God is able to bring, breathe faith into you. Think about when you think about who God is. Isn't it a fact, sometimes when we're in the midst of trouble and we're facing things, we forget who God is. We forget who God is. 
you know, we forget. We, get, we have these financial issues, and we're going, oh, man, what's going to happen now? I've got all these financial problems. What, what good is God in a case like this? Well, he's just the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I mean, he's the richest friend you've got, I guarantee you, by far. Amen? He knows. And we forget. I, I love this. Throw that up on the screen. This is why we need to remind ourselves of who God is. Because God, God is our Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who heals us. And I need to remember that so that I can trust him and believe him for his healing. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's the God who can provide whatever it is that we need. He is Jehovah Shalom, the God who is our peace. And when I remember who he is, my heart fills with faith. Amen. And, and praise also reminds us of what God has done. I say this over and over and over again because it is a principle that we have to grasp. And here it is. If you ever forget what God has done, you'll stop believing what he will do. You see, that was the problem when you read Exodus of the Israelite children. Is over and over again, they would get in a predicament and they would throw up their hands in despair because they forgot. Are you kidding me? God performed the plagues. He, he drowned Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. He, 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 he made the bitter waters drinkable. He gave you manna. He gave you quail. What the heck does God got to do to show you that he can meet your need? But they kept forgetting. And I love, I love the fact that praise reminds us of what God has done. I was walking in, in here in the church yesterday, and as I was praying, and I was praying for uh, some things that uh, we're facing and I'm facing, and I just was, was asking God for, for help and asking God for provision and asking God to, to, to move ahead of me. And, and as I was doing that, I, I stopped myself and I said, you know, I need, to, I need to remind myself of what he's done. So I started praising God for, for the answers to prayer that I'd seen and the things that I had seen him do. And all of a sudden I remembered, I remembered how faithful he was. That's why I love this song. You remember this old song? Great, throw it up on the screen. Great is thy faith. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Can I get an amen? You see, when we, when we remind ourselves of the incredible faithfulness of God, that he has always been there, I can believe he'll be with me now. And then we can praise him for what he's going to do. And we can say, Lord, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. I have no idea how you're going to do it. I don't have to tell you how to run your universe. But here's what I believe. God, you've got this. I think we sang this song last week. Throw that up on the screen. Waymaker. I'll read these words with me. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And when we believe that that is who God is and we believe these are the things, and guess what? All of that breathes faith into us. Does that make sense to you? Let me give you a third one. Praise also magnifies our witness. Praise magnifies our witness. I put the statement on your outline. You know what? When life is darkest, that's when our light shines brightest. Hear my heart. You do understand that the life we live on this planet as followers of Christ 
that the difference between those of us who are Christ followers and those who are not has nothing to do with what kind of problems we will face in this life. Because we will face the same kinds of problems that people far from God will face. The difference between us and people who don't cling to God is that we have a power and presence with us through those times. Does that make sense to you? And we have this hope that we hold on to that this life is not the end of the matter. And, and so when we're walking through this, the difference between us and people who are far from God isn't the problems that we deal with. Look at me. It ought to be the way that we deal with those problems. Because if we are people of hope, then we ought to be walking through these difficulties with hope in our hand and praise on our lips. Amen? You betcha. You betcha. Praise magnifies our witness. And let me give you one more. Praise also releases God's power. Praise releases God's power. I don't understand how it works. I, I, you know, I, I gave up a long time ago uh, trying to be one of those guys that figured out how to manipulate God into doing what I want him to do. <laughs> I've, I've realized God is not a God we can control, but here's what I've discovered. As I was thinking, sitting with this thought, and I was ta- thinking about how David praised God through and how day God showed up again and again, here was the thing that hit me. All the way through Scripture, what you discover is that whenever God's people held on to him and praised him regardless, God showed up in magnificent ways. You go back and you look at the story of Joseph and all the trials and tribulations he had, and yet he kept praising God through it all, and God kept delivering him again and again and again. You get to the three Hebrew children who were brought in before the king, told them that they had to bow down and worship his idol, and they said no. And he goes, I'm going to throw you into this fiery furnace. And they said, you know, king, you can do this, but you need to know our God whom we serve is able. He's able. He's able to deliver us from your hand. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down before you. Man, what a powerful word of praise. And they got thrown in the fire. Did they burn? No. In fact, they, the king looks in and there's a fourth man who's present in, in the fire. This power is evident over and over and over again. And no more so than when Paul and Silas were thrown into prison for doing the work of God. And it says, and around midnight, Paul and Silas, that, what were they doing? Praying and singing hymns to God. Circle that. Think about what you would be doing in prison if you had been thrown in for doing the work of the Lord. Some of us have been in a fetal position in the corner saying, you know, God, why me? Where are you? Paul, Paul and Silas are, are praying and they're singing hymns to God. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. I don't understand it. I don't know exactly how it works and I don't know uh, all the dynamics of it, but this is what I know. God responds to the faithful praise of his people. God releases his power when his people praise him, especially in the difficult times. The second thing that David teaches us is, where is God? Well, God is there as we pray. God is there as we pray. Verse four and verse 17 from Psalm 34. Read it with me. David said, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. 
James 4, 8, read it with me. He says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Sometimes God shows up in dramatic ways and sometimes God shows up in quiet, almost imperceptible ways. But I promise you, as you pray, God responds. Now, this seems like such a simple thought, but it's really not. Because if we're honest, for a lot of us, our first default mechanism is not to pray when we're going through times of trouble, it's to panic. And when we panic, again, we're, 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 focusing on, we're focusing on fear, we're focused on the problem, rather than really turning that panic into prayer and crying out to God. That's, again, go back to Philippians 4, when Paul says to the church, and again, he's saying this from prison, he says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Now, how many of you, be honest enough to admit, you often get that exactly backwards? yes. Yeah, we, 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 we panic, we worry about everything, and we don't pray about it. And, and, and again, instead of, instead of walking around the house, wringing our hands, going, oh God, where are you? What are you going to do? What if we begin to cry out to God and say, Lord, I know who you are. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do this. I don't know when you're going to do this. I don't know what method you're going to use. I don't know how you're going to see me through this. But here's what I know, you will. And as we began to pray, God responds to the prayers of his people. James 5 says, the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. Some of you um, may have seen in the news, there was a really great story um, up in Broken Arrow uh, by Tulsa. There was a, uh, a young man named Traden. Uh, Traden uh, Karch and his sister were riding with their grandfather in the grandfather's car on uh, back in uh, on Tuesday, February twenty third, uh, two thousand sixteen, and uh, their car was broadsided by a truck, and the grandfather was okay, and Traden's sister was hurt uh, a bit, but Traden had his skull crushed. And the father said it was just the, the most overwhelming moment of his life as he was trying to get Traden out and Traden was out unconscious and he couldn't, wouldn't wake up, couldn't wake up. And they got him to the hospital and they immediately shipped him to St. Francis. And they, uh, when, the, when they did the x-rays, they, they came back and told the parents, your, your son's skull is absolutely crushed. There's been extensive damage to his brain. And we... We can't really give you any hope. And they took him into surgery and they uh, performed surgery for like six hours. He had all kinds of injuries and, along with that. And, and they came out and they finally told the parents, they said, you know, we, we did the best we could, um, but it's up, it's up to him and God now because there's nothing more we can do. And they said, we, we can't give you one, we can't give you any hope that he's even going to survive this. But if he survives, you need to understand the, the extensive damage to his brain has been such that he'll, he'll never be able to talk and he'll never be able to walk. And you need to be prepared for that. And, and Traden's parents were, were believers and his, his mother, Manda, said, you know, when, when it happened and the surgeons told us that, she said, I, I just cried out to the Lord 
And I said, God, you knew this was going to happen. This did not catch you by surprise. And so I trust you. I know that trading is in your hands. And I know that you are in complete control. And she said, I, I, I believed so much in the power of prayer. She said, I, I, I got on social media and I just began to invite all of our, all of our friends and our family to, to surround Trayden with prayer, believing that God can do something here. And, uh, and God did. And, and what was amazing, you can actually go on Facebook and just kind of follow the storyline, but Trayden survived the surgery. Trayden began to recover. Uh, he was in a coma, I think, for three weeks and then... Suddenly one day woke up, came out of the coma, which they couldn't amaze. And then to their utter amazement, he began to talk. And he had a hard time talking, but he began to talk. And, and they, they realized as they began to talk with him that his, his memory had lost a lot of memory. And they thought, you know, you'll never get this. They told him again, you'll never get this back. But he did, little by little by little. He, he just kept improving, just kept improving. And he, they took him to rehab. And they began to do rehab with him. And his parents said, you know, he, he was having a hard time remembering things. And he was basically having to learn how to redo everything. And they said, you know, one of the things that, that Traden loved to do before he got hurt was play golf. And so they decided to take his putter to him there in the, in, the, uh, in, in the physical therapy unit where he was at. And they said, what was so funny was that he saw his putter, his eyes lit up, and as soon as he gripped his putter, they knew he still remembers how to do this. There's memory there. And they just, again, that just fueled the faith, and they, they just continued to pray, and they watched him. They watched him recover, and the doctors kept saying, this is not going to happen, and it happened. This is not going to happen, and it happened. He, he came out. He began to learn to talk. He learned to walk. He got, got, came out of that, went back to high school, got back on, got made the high school golf team. And then last year at 18, when he graduated from, from Broken Arrow High School, throw that picture up on the screen, he gets a scholarship to Rogers State to play golf. Somebody give God a round of applause, would you please? Now, again, here, here's a guy that they said, he won't make it. And if he makes it, he won't walk. He won't talk. And here he is on scholarship to, to one of our local universities as a golfer. Our God responds to the prayers of his people. Now, please hear my heart. Like I told you before, we can't manipulate God. We can't control God. But God responds when we pray. There's power in prayer. Let me give you one more. Pastor Steve, where is God? Well, he's there in the praise. He's there in God's people. You know what else? God is there. God is there in his people. God is there as we, in praise, there as we pray, and he's there in his people. How many of you have ever been walking through a difficult time, and God has brought someone around you to walk with you, that you can look back now and go, man, God brought them into my life, brought them around me just when I needed them. How many of you can say, hey, there were people there? Like, yeah. You know, I love when David, when I read this in the Psalm, it kind of hit me. He says, um, David says in verse 7 of Psalm 34, he says, for the angel of the Lord, listen to this, the angel of the Lord is a guard. Think about that. It's a guard. He surrounds and defends 
those who fear him. And when I was, I was sitting with this and I was thinking, Lord, how do you, how do you, how do you place a guard around us? How do you, how do you surround us? God reminded me he does it with his people. That's, that's why God created us to live in community. That's why God gave us the church so that we could be there for one another when we go through it so that God could make his presence known through those who are beside us. That's why Paul says in Galatians 6 two, read it with me. He says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Listen to what he says in James. He says, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Read it with me. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be, that you may be what? Healed. Pastor Steve, I'm going through a really hard time. Where's God? Look around, church. He is all around you. You see, God doesn't promise that you won't have to deal with trouble. But he does promise you never have to be alone. Amen. Some of you noticed the t-shirt I have on today and if you look at how the letters are written it says he can heal cancer and I believe God can heal cancer amen and it says uh, has a, the verse from Luke it says nothing is impossible with our God and the bottom line that you may not be able to read it says victory for Vickers and uh, Eddie Vickers uh, or my buddy been diagnosed with cancer and uh, he's been walking now these last uh, several weeks with that knowledge and leaning on his family leaning on God leaning on one another and I pray regularly for Eddie and many of you have too I know I was on Facebook and uh, I saw on Donna's Donna's page it popped up on my news feed throw that picture up on the screen it it was, a, it was a picture of Eddie and Donna there in the middle and their family, and they all had these shirts. And when I saw those shirts, I, I made the picture large so I could read it, and I just I looked at it, and I thought, I want one of those. And so I contacted them via Facebook, and I said, I'd, I'd love to buy one of those T-shirts. How can I get that? And then I thought today I wanted to wear it. Because I can't make it go away, bro. I can't wish this trouble off of you. But I do pray for you with all my heart. And I will walk with you every step of the way as we all will. Amen? Amen. And I know that there are, are many of you who are walking through some scary places too. This isn't, service is not about Eddie today. It's about all of us who are walking through troubles. And you never have to be alone. In fact, I'm, I'm going to invite my prayer partners to go ahead and, and come and take their places. And today, I want, I want to do something just maybe a little bit different than we normally do. 
James says to, to call for the elders of the church and have them anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And all of my prayer partners have a, a little vial of oil. It looks like this. There's nothing magic about this stuff. It's just olive oil. But it represents the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit. And today, um, Rachel's going to lead us in this song about God is our healer. And I believe with all of my heart that he is. And we would love, I'm going to step down to the floor. There'll be four of us up here at the front. We would love to pray for you in anything that you're walking through. It could be a physical issue. It could be a financial issue. It could be a relational struggle. It could be a personal crisis. It, it, whatever, whatever your trouble, whatever your trial, whatever you're facing, we would count it a privilege just to anoint you with oil, the, to assure you of the presence of God, and just pray over you a prayer of faith, asking God to meet you where you are. So while we sing this song, if you would like to be prayed for, you can slip out and come to any one of us and we'll be happy to pray for you. If, if you have mobility problems, if you can't get up or if it's hard for you to get up and walk and you want someone to come to where you are, if you'll just hold your hand up, one of us will be happy to come where you are and we'll put our hands on you and just pray for you right there. Don't miss this opportunity to let the Spirit of God and the body of Christ minister to you. If we can pray for you, you feel free to come. You are so grateful, Lord, that even though this world has all kinds of problems, all kinds of trials, all kinds of setbacks, you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, we know that ultimately victory is ours. Uh, no matter what happens in this life, there will be a day, Lord, when we will be in your presence. There, there will be a day when we stand literally right before you. There's a day, Lord, in a place where it says that there's no more sadness, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. And until that day comes and we find your, our healing full and complete, we will hold tightly on to your hand. Father, I pray not only for these who came forward and ask for special prayer. I, I pray for those sitting in the audience, Lord, who need a touch and you know their need. Lord, I pray for all of those watching online that as they hear these words that they would know our God's arm is long enough to reach right where they are. And as they reach out to you in faith, Father, that you would put your hand upon them, that you would wipe every tear from their eye, that you would give them your presence, that you would give them the power, Lord, of your Holy Spirit right there that you would bring healing and provision and strength to them as they need it. Oh, Lord, hear the prayer, prayers of your people today and answer them. We put ourselves in your hands, trusting you with all that we are and all that we have. We love you, God. Thank you for being our Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. And it's in your name we pray. And everyone said, amen.